0: Good morning, I am Marshall Davis. This is another devotion for a pandemic. It is a beautiful spring day here in central New Hampshire. And it is also the the first day of a new shelter-in-place order from our governor. He finally got the memo. We are the last state, not only in all of New England, but in all of the Northeast to take this action. Some people were saying that he was taking our state motto, live free or die too seriously. I've been hearing Psalm 91 quoted and preached quite a bit by people these days. If you have not read the Psalm recently, I suggest you do. It is very appropriate for the times in which we live. The Psalm gives us hope And it gives us a sense of peace in a time of pandemic. It calls us to shelter in place, not in our homes, but in the secret place of the Most High. I found myself humming Bob Dylan's tune, Shelter from the Storm, as I read the psalm today. The psalm begins, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. In the original context, the psalm was probably referring to the temple in Jerusalem. The holy building was seen as the dwelling place of God and as a refuge and a fortress. But of course, we cannot go to holy places, we cannot go to churches anymore during these days of the coronavirus pandemic. In fact, even the holy places in the Holy Land have been shut down. People usually interpret this portion of the psalm as taking refuge in God who dwells in the secret place of our souls. I like to think of, and I often refer to, the innermost chamber of our hearts as the Holy of Holies where we meet God face-to-face just as Moses did in the Tent of Meeting. The psalm goes on to specifically mention pestilence, the biblical word for pandemic or epidemic. It says, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the darkness that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but I shall not come near you. People take comfort in these words, for it seems to promise us protection from disease. It seems to say if we trust in God, we'll not get sick. And I have been reading some preachers, the health and the wealth gospel folk in particular, who are actually preaching this literally. These are the ones who are still holding public worship services, telling the people not to worry and saying that it's a lack of trust in God to stay home away from church. That is an example, I think, of preachers leading people astray. I think it's pretty clear that the COVID-19 virus does not discern between religious and non-religious people. I just saw on the news last night about a church outside of Chicago who had 80 people in worship a couple of weeks ago, and now 43 of them have the coronavirus. I think it's obvious that faith does not protect us from disease, but it does help us with the fear. That's what the Psalm is talking about. It says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. We have to interpret this psalm correctly in light of what we know about the causes and the transmission of disease, and not have ignorant, blind faith in preachers who misinterpret the scripture. In this regard, it's interesting to know that this is the psalm that Satan quotes and preaches to Jesus during his 40 days of testing and temptation in the wilderness before he began his ministry. Verses 9-12 through 12 says, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall be you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. And then come the verses that the devil quotes. For he shall keep his angels' charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Now Satan was quoting this psalm, it says in the Gospels, to try to get Jesus to test the Lord by throwing himself off the pinnacle of the temple, relying on the promise of scripture that God would not let him get hurt. Now preachers who quote this psalm, like Satan quotes it, to try to get people to gather together in church during a pandemic are doing the same sort of thing. Testing God and tempting fate. Now. I just skipped over another section, which I think is equally controversial. It comes after the words, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And then come these words, A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but I shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look, and see the reward of the wicked. I don't know about you, but that promise bothers me. I do not want to see a thousand falling at my side or 10,000 at my right hand. I live in a small town of only a thousand people in a hundred square miles. If a thousand fall at my side, there would be no one left. Also, I do not like the idea of seeing with my eyes the reward the wicked. Meaning, according to the psalmist, that death by pestilence is the reward of the wicked. It gives me no satisfaction to see anyone get sick, even when they ignore health guidelines. This is the problem of interpreting the Old Testament. A lot of the Old Testament is functioning out of what scholars call The Deuteronomic Philosophy of History. Now that is a $10 term for the idea that runs throughout much of the Hebrew Scriptures that righteous people are rewarded in this life with good things and bad people are punished in this life with bad things like disease and pestilence. That philosophy was challenged and put to rest once for all in the book of Job, and also in the book of Ecclesiastes. It just ain't true, and we all know that from experience. We know that pestilence can strike anyone. The people dying of coronavirus are not any worse than anyone else. And to suggest otherwise is bad theology. Disease is not a reward of the wicked, and protection from disease is not the reward of the righteous. Real life is much more nuanced than that. Now the Psalm ends with the word from God. Up to this point the Psalmist is talking in the third person about God. The final three verses of the Psalm are phrased as if coming from the mouth of God. Here God speaks in the first person. The Lord says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him, with long life I will satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Now there are three things here that we are called to do in a time of deadly pestilence, in a time of pandemic according to these closing verses. First, we are to set our love on God. It says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. So we are to love God, in Jesus' words, with all our heart and mind and soul and strength. And Jesus added, that means to love others, to love our neighbor as ourselves, for as we do unto others, he says we do unto him. Second, we are to know his name. It says, I will set him on high because he has known my name. Now this does not mean knowing the correct term to use when addressing God in prayer. In fact, Jews make it clear that God's name is unpronounceable and really unknowable. When Jacob asks God's name, when he's wrestling with God, you know, wrestling with the angel at the river Jabbok, God will not tell him. When Moses asks God's name at the burning bush on the side of Mount Sinai, God will not tell him. When Moses insisted, God replied, I am who I am. Tell your people that I am sent you. To know God's name is to know God in a deep spiritual and experiential sense. The word know in the Bible connotes intimacy. It is used to refer to physical intimacy between a husband and wife. It means to know God directly and not just know about God from what other people say. It is first-hand and not second-hand knowledge. It has nothing to do with correct doctrine and religious tradition. It has to do with direct awareness of the divine. This is an invitation to enter into intimate unitive communion with the one who is the source of existence and the ground of our being. This is the call to union with God. Third, we are to call upon God. Psalm says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him, I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is a call to prayer. In that time of pandemic, as I have often said, prayer is more than just telling God stuff or asking God to do things, even though that seems to be the lion's share of many Christians' practice of prayer. More important is listening to God in silence, which is called contemplative prayer. The psalm itself sets this example, the psalmist speaks about God in the first part of the psalm and then at the end he gets out of the way and he lets God speak. And he and we are to keep silent and listen. This time of pandemic is a time when we are thinking a lot about how we can protect ourselves and how can we protect other people from the coronavirus and rightly so. Protection from pandemic is a concern of Psalm 91 as well, which is why the Psalm is so popular now. But as the Psalm makes so clear, this is also a time to ponder our connection to God, to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and under the shadow of the Almighty. There we will discover an inner wholeness that surpasses physical health. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. This is my devotion for a pandemic today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Dow of Christ for this week. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can find my blog, Spiritual Reflections, as well as a link to my books at marshalldavis.us. You can email me if you want. You can find my email address on my blog site. I hope you join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.